Well, welcome back to Deep in Christ. This week we are starting our study on the human or cardinal virtues, beginning with the virtue that St. Thomas Aquinas calls the mother of virtue or the virtue bearer. Join us here in a moment on Deep in Christ. Welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network, and joined by my co-host, my brother, father, Peter Grodi. We're going to have to figure out how to do that. that brother, introduction. father. Brother, father. But I don't know. Is there an official way to do that? No. There's not. Okay, so brother, father. So. Brother, father, Peter Grodi. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're back here gosh. on Deep in Christ, here at the Coming Home Network, and uh, we're talking about, you know, this daily call as Christians to go deeper in our faith in Jesus Christ and to give him our lives and to respond to his grace. And we're talking through all the, the fun nuances of that um, from our two different vocations, you know, mm -hmm. obviously from the, from the collar, you can see that uh, our lives have led us to two different vocations in the Christian life. <laughs> so, but, mm -hmm. um, but we've spent, you know, a, a long time as brothers talking through this stuff and yeah. And um, yeah, it's good to be here doing it with you. This topic today is one of our favorites over the past mm. handful of years, virtue. Was it something that you knew much about before we started talking about it? Virtue? Yeah, virtue. Not not in the way that we talked about it. Sure. Certainly not not prudence. I I don't know if I could point to the moment where our conversation sort of like opened a window in my head to to exactly you know exactly this framework, yeah. this hierarchy. You know, I I remember it, I remember it happening, and I remember it being kind of an enlightenment moment for me. Of being like, I've never really seen it this way before. I've never never really taken the hierarchy that seriously in my life. You know, the hierarchy of the virtues that seriously into kind of building my life. But I do remember a time in my life where I recognized I recognized at least the implicit. Purpose and, and, and importance of systematically working through virtue, and that was when I was in college in my household at Franciscan. Household is kind of like a Catholic fraternity that they have at Franciscan. These households, and remember, we had there were four quote unquote pillars to my household, and they were purity, uh, purity, humility, chastity, and evangelization. And the way that you kind of were inducted into the household as you went through this systematic studying of those virtues, both from scripture and then in, in like in catechism and, and working with a, like a mentor on them. And so I saw, I saw in that, and that, that in itself opened up a big door for me of like, wow, working through a virtue systematically and very like thoroughly and in-depthly and trying to apply it like so kind of thoroughly to your own life was, was life-changing for me. I mean, I really I really look at the time that I had with that household as yeah. some of the most life-changing, you know, uh, six months basically was of my life. Yeah. So um, I, I think I finally realized when we were talking about, about prudence and about these other, you know, cardinal virtues and sort of the hierarchy of them. And I, I, I hearkened back to that moment. I was like, that, that, that's what I was identifying there yeah. was how important it is to, to building a solid Christian life in a in a very you know kind of intentional and thematic and, and systematic way, um, very much has to do with you know diving into these virtues and how they relate to each other and how there's the hierarchy in that. And yeah. So it uh, was good. You know, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed you talking about this stuff and then kind of being able to dive into it a little bit myself and yeah. um, starting to realize how important it is. And it certainly already had like a huge effect on my life. It was just like prudence itself, just. Yeah. Just kind of going back to the beginning in a sense and just saying, okay, we'll talk about why it's sort of the beginning. But Yeah, prudence um, having this pr place of prominence when it's probably the virtue that people, kind of the boring virtue and the cardinal virtues. Mm -hmm. But I, I did want to say that, you know, like I, I had a similar experience to you in that I think probably a lot of Christians have this, a lot of, a lot of Catholics um, and Christians of all backgrounds. They've probably heard, we hear the word virtue in scripture, mm -hmm. probably heard it in homilies, we probably heard it in, in, in speeches or read it in books. But it's generally given to us, uh, at least in recent times, in kind of an unsystematic way. We just hear these lists or these piles of virtues, sure. different different lists. And they're not ineffective. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about the virtues is, is that they're, to some degree, they're all contained in each. Mm -hmm. Like each one is a portal to the rest. And mm -hmm. so like, I think we've all had this experience with humility of like, oh, humility is the thing. Like <laughs> just practice humility, it opens up onto everything else. And that's true in a sense. Yeah. But on the other hand, 
the virtues were always kind of overwhelming because you just learn these lists mm-hmm. and you wouldn't really have a file folder for them in your head of like how do they fit together, you know, which leads to which, uh, how do they really connect with you know, kind of my, my human makeup, my psychology as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what changed to us is recognizing that there actually is a, a, a tradition, a pre-Christian tradition that Christians baptized and brought into the faith because they recognize its truth. A very of, prudent decision. A very, very prudent decision, yeah, very to bring in the cardinal virtues, which are these these four kind of primordial virtues that describe, they really describe how humans re- relate to reality and translate that reality into decision and action. But before mm-hmm. we get there, I, I want to back up just a moment and talk about virtue in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like why, why is virtue in general an important aspect of the Christian life? Well, it is the Christian life. Ah. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? I mean, yeah. that's it's a good it's, way to put it. Yeah. yeah you, a lot of times we don't, we don't really talk about individual virtues in a concrete way anymore because we tend to talk about virtuous just, living yeah. sort of just this amorphous like live good be yeah. have niceness be holy be virtuous <laughs> it just it means the whole yeah. thing yeah as good be's nice yes. <laughs> as good, you know as good be's nice yeah. okay <laughs> yeah is nice but virtue you know virtue looking looking at the nature of virtue itself the nature of what what it means for something to be a virtue mm-hmm. and also the specifics of kind of each each individual virtue and how they they're building blocks for making kind of the 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 total christian person mm-hmm. basically they're building blocks of what it means to be christ yeah. this is kind of what it means but a virtue, you know, is a is, is a habit. Mm-hmm. A virtue is a, a habituated way of acting, of relating to um, to our actions and to to God and to each other and everything, yeah. such that it becomes a uh, it becomes easy in a sense. It becomes an automatic thing. It's a way of uh, virtue is a way that we habituate and make easy and perfected a way of human acting. And in that sense, it's basically to be virtuous is to be the most fully human. Yeah. So. That's good because we, you know, we started off this whole discussion uh, on this show, Deep in Christ, uh, about the universal call of, of every Christian, and indeed every human being, to be holy. And it was interesting, after that first episode, you know, someone commented like, that all sounds really great. So what is holiness? <laughs> Can you give me a definition? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting question. Because there's a difficulty there, too, in the sense of it just it means the whole thing. It means to be perfect. What are all the details of what that perfection look, looks like? Well, it's it's Christ. It's his life. It's the Beatitudes. It's it's all that stuff. But in, in your particular life, well, who knows what exactly that's going to look like? You know, and the virtues describe those perfections. You know, well, when, if you are fully uh, able to, to do the right thing, even though it's hard because it's right, Mm-hmm. Well, you have practiced this, you've developed this virtue of courage. Mm-hmm. To the degree that you are able to do that, you have this virtue of courage. So it describes these perfections of, of the human person. Mm-hmm. It's like we were talking in the previous episode mm-hmm. um, about um, about what does it mean to be a saint, you know, yeah. in relation to if Jesus comes tomorrow, what does it mean to be a saint? Yeah. To be a saint is at the same time to be, you know, a saint in heaven, mm-hmm. you know, to be kind of like that sort of pinnacle in a sense of, of kind of human holiness to mm-hmm. a certain degree. But at the same time, what does it mean for me to be acting and living like a saint right now? It doesn't right. mean to be doing all the things that Mother Teresa is doing right. because I can't do that right now. Like yeah. that, that, that is not how that works. It's yeah. the next step. Yeah. It's to live as a saint right now, to live in the holiness of the saint right now is to take the next step yeah. on that road. You know, To live like Jesus is, uh, to be like Jesus is at the same time in a sense to be as perfect as Jesus is, which I'm not, yeah. you know. And to just take the next step towards becoming like Jesus, right. you know. And the significance right. of virtue is that as I take those right next right steps, what that translates into over time is that I become a different kind of person by cooperating with God's grace. Yeah. To yeah. be a courageous person is to make the next courageous thing. Mm-hmm. And as we grow in courage, the virtue of courage, we begin to uh, become someone who's perfected in courage, mm-hmm. where courage becomes the our automatic kind of response in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, more of an automatic. And that's what that's what virtue does to us. Yeah. But we can still live like as we go along the way, we're still acting courageously and we're still building that virtue and we're not bereft of that virtue. Nice. But there's a perfection to it, right? Yeah. If I play chopsticks on the piano, I'm still playing piano, but it's not playing Beethoven. Right. You know, right. but that's a level of freedom that we want to get to. Yeah. You know, so, well, let me read a couple bits from the the catechism here. So, again, the the, the topic today we're going to dig, dig into the first of these four cardinal virtues, the, the first and foremost. But just a little bit more of what the catechism has to say uh, about the virtue in general. Uh, eight. This is eight uh, paragraph eighteen o four. 
Human virtues are firm attitudes, stable dispositions, habitual perfections of intellect and will that govern our actions, order our passions, and guide our conduct according to reason and faith. They make possible, and you referenced this earlier, Peter, they make possible ease, self-mastery, and joy in leading a morally good life. The virtuous man is he who freely practices the good. Hmm. And that's such an important point here because, again, we, we recognize that to be, on a given day, doing our duty, doing what God's calling us may be difficult. You know, especially like early on, hmm. you know, if we're, if we're tackling something new, we recognize we get to points in our life where we're fighting against ourselves a little bit, hmm. our flesh. We're fighting against our, you know, our brokenness. But that's not, that's not our destiny. Mm-hmm. Our destiny is to be people who have been transformed into the sort of people who, who delight in the good. Yeah. You know, for, for whom justice is just our, our daily bread. We want to, we, we, we in, yeah, it's, it's easy, it's joyful, it's free mm-hmm. to do God's will. And that doesn't happen all at once, but that's what he's transforming us into. Well, it's not just, just that it's joyful yeah. to do God's will. That is the nature of joy. Yeah. Is to do God's will freely. That's a good point. That's right. Good point. You know, yeah. we don't yeah. find joy really anywhere else. Yeah. And that's what that's the weird, ethereal, otherworldly joy that we see in saints. Right. Where it's because they they've they've grown in virtue to the point where they, they can to a, a level um, to a level that we haven't gotten to yet and don't yeah. quite imagine it. Yeah. Where they just have this incredible uh, freedom of just doing what's right and in yeah. doing what's right then they receive that they receive that joy but mm-hmm. it's just compounded because they're not having to wrestle as much with themselves yeah. in having to do that you know right we we ha- hopefully have a sense for the kind of the joy of doing the right thing mm-hmm. but usually it kind of comes <laughs> comes in the midst of a man i'm just having to grind my teeth to kind of get <laughs> to kind of like you know and to you get might there feel like you sense, need a nap but, afterwards too right it's right like, right <laughs> It's like there's a whole other level of joy that God is inviting us to, you know. Yeah, an imitation of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he, Christ, it was his greatest joy to do the will of the Father. Mm. There was no reluctance there. There was, or I mean, on a human level, he experienced, like, as we did our weakness, but it was his, it was his joy. It was the greatest act of love to accept the cross, mm-hmm. you know, obedience to the Father and out of love for each of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, again, all this comes down to, as you said, virtue in one sense just means we want to become like Christ. And actually, that's what the Catechism goes on to say. Um, Someplace, the goal of a virtuous life, this is a little bit earlier, the goal of a virtuous life is to become like God. Hmm. And the key here, of course, you know, again, given our discussion last time, is that to be like God because that's what he's calling us to. And it's Hmm. only through his grace, you know, we're just cooperating with him and letting him transform us into who he wants us to be. You mentioned like the sacrifice. It was the great joy of Christ too. It's a great joy of Christ to lay down his life, yeah. you know, for his friends. Um, in a sense, doesn't mean it wasn't hard, right? You know, he still he still felt felt the the trepidation, you know, in the garden, um, such that he asked God um, if he could let this cup pass, but very much gave himself to it. Mm-hmm. And there, we can see the the sort of joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see the sort of joy that that sacrificing for someone we love. Uh, gives to us, we can see that sort of joy, even even amidst our brothers and sisters. You know, here when, you know, it's 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 sort of there in a shadowy form in someone who's like smitten, you know, mm-hmm. with young love. Right? They rejoice in being able to find some way to sacrifice for the person they love for, because they they finally find some opportunity to prove their love, right? Yeah. To show their love, you know, and they, so they rejoice in some opportunity to, kind of, um, to do some crazy feat, you mm-hmm. know, in a sense and. There's a there's a beauty there, and and you know that's in a sense a sh- for sh- it's shadowed, mm-hmm. but it's still that that's a moment where it's kind of a driving of the passions. Yeah. We seek to be able to achieve that in a prudent way, an ability yeah. where we actually make that choice all the time. Yeah, you know, make that choice even in the midst of things like fear and yeah. stuff like that. Well, another thing you said, and again, it was in that that passage from the Catechism, is that the goal of human virtue is for us to be like fully activated human mm-hmm. beings that that we're acting not as divided conflicted beings, but that you know, with our whole self, we're able to do, do the good. So that includes our passions. Again, we yeah, often experience absolutely. this antagonism with our passions. Like we want to do one thing, but the passions are all over the place. We want to be people who are wholly aligned in one direction, you know, mm. have this, this purity of heart to will one thing is kind of the, the goal there. The uh, glory of God is man fully alive. Say that again. The glory of God is man fully alive. I love that quote. Yeah, I don't remember who said it. I think that was Irenaeus. I just saw that Irenaeus. reference the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the way back to then. So virtue, 
It's an important topic. I think it actually it's maybe a little bit of an under-treated topic, at least in, in today's hmm. Christianity, today's Catholicism. Um, it's sort of fallen out of fashion. Um, and we're, we're going to introduce uh, an author who's done some good writing on it. Mm-hmm. But again, in, in the context of this show and this, this discussion, one of the reasons we're starting with virtue is because as, as we learn more about our faith and as we explore aspects of life in Christ, as we explore aspects of prayer, one of the things I think the virtues give us is uh, a, uh, there's some really brilliant sort of just basically human um, psychology human, mm-hmm. uh, what's, what's the word I want? Anthropology. Mm. Sort of how does the human person work in the virtues? It sort of right. describes how our intellect and our will and our passions, how they work together. And thus, uh, as we apply ourselves to the faith and we, we, you know, we read scripture and, you know, we, we ask God what he wants us to do with our lives and we, you know, go through our vocations and everything. I think they give us a great framework for then being able to translate that into, okay, what is that? How does that look different for my life, mm-hmm. for my schedule? For my routine, for the decisions I make, how can I instantiate all these these big ideals that I have to to the structure my life should take? And I think the virtues give us a good framework for that. Yeah, the glory of God is man fully alive. Mm-hmm. It's not there's not this you know ideal world of kind of virtues sort of up there, but then it's like you get down to this like with our you know with our bodies and all the the kind of griminess of physical reality. Yeah, they're not different things. Right. You know the natural the natural order of things. What is going to make me fully alive and what is going to be the best for my life, whatever situation, is going to be informed by how I love those virtues. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that is that is the reality of it. I can't I can't at the same time be someone be doing some uh, be trying to live a virtue and trying to live it authentically yeah. and becoming more unhealthy. Like, yes. That is impossible. If we're authentically living, trying to live a virtue, if we're authentically following um, the life of a virtue. There's no way my life will be disordered in any other way. And that's such way. a and that's a whole additional topic mm-hmm. that I want to explore more and more because that that's really a fascinating notion here. And again, it's not that you know suddenly I'm going to make exercise or food right. you know the most important thing in my life. But it does mean that no, no, God has made me this person, and all those decisions I make, what I eat, when and how I sleep, mm-hmm. you know how I structure my life, all those should be in reference to the gospel in reference to I am here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So they all should be in service of that. And so again, even those decisions become ordered because they're ordered towards my purpose. Yeah. You know, cause I, I want to, I want to be fully who God's made me so I can, I can be who he wants me to be. There's I, this quote came up in, and I was reading the other day uh, by a saint, a new saint. She was actually canonized in 2013 by Pope Francis, St. Angela of Foligno. I don't know how to say it. Ah, uh, Yes. You know, St. Angela? No, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> Sorry, Angela. She, My bad. <laughs> I, she was a mystic, and she reported awesome. this, this statement of the Lord to her, make yourself a capacity, and I will make myself a torrent. Oh. And I oh. I, I, lo- I just, I could get tingles at that. But, mm. but this, this notion here that I think one of the roles of the virtues of this human formation, we might say, is we want to make ourselves open and ready for God. You know, if our life is noisy, we want to be quieter so that we're more, we can hear God's voice. If I'm too attached to the things of the world, I want to temper those desires so that I'm more open to God. Mm-hmm. If I'm beset by fears in my life, I want to, I want to, I want to stand up to those fears so that I'm more, I can more courageously engage the life God's sending me. We want to make ourselves a greater capacity. We want mm-hmm. to increase our capacity to engage what God uh, wants to give us and wants to do through mm-hmm. us. And then he will, he, you know, he, he will work through us. Yeah, there's there's something significant there. Yeah, um, because sometimes we can get kind of caught up in the idea that if we're not struggling, that if we're not struggling against something in like kind of a teeth grinding uh, kind of a way, yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. then somehow we've never grown in that virtue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's important to be able to recognize that all of us are going to have things that we're sort of more naturally good at. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense of like this man, you know this this man's going to struggle a lot with chastity. You mm-hmm. know, he's going to struggle a ton with it, but. This other guy, he's he's not maybe he doesn't struggle as much with that. You know, he struggles more with like with other whatever whatever his other right, sins right. are. You know, um, but but in terms of the kind of physical sexual chastity, he doesn't struggle as much with sure. it. You know, he's just more. Does that mean that he's like less chaste than this other guy? Right, when right. that guy that guy kind of achieves his perfection, no, he just he already has a certain level of freedom in that area. Yeah. So he identifies. He lived both. He both, and that, that's the tempering that we got to kind of achieve. Is that when it comes to actually like living out our gifts, we have mm-hmm. to be able to say these are my strengths, and so I'm going to be able to do mm-hmm. a bit more with these. Yeah. But at the same time, you also have to be living 
and trying to grow in the virtue in the areas that you do struggle in. Yeah. Right. You know, and so that's, there's a discernment there yeah. in terms of saying, okay, what is it that, hmm. what, what part of my life is disordered right now? Yeah. And how do I bring it? And that's where prudence so as we've said virtue important many reasons um and we've mentioned a bunch of different virtues hmm. but again classically even even pre-christian there were classically four cardinal virtues and cardinal comes from card we, we talked about this a little bit in our first go around on this but it means hinge these are the hinge of of, our, of the moral life and of you know the, this hinge between god's grace and our response to grace you know our actions always kind of they they fit into these categories. They they involve these perfections or or these weaknesses if, if we're weak in these areas. Hmm. Uh, the Catechism says in paragraph eighteen oh five, four virtues play a pivotal role and accordingly are called cardinal. All the others are grouped around them. They are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. If anyone loves righteousness, wisdom's labors are virtues, for she teaches temperance and prudence, justice and courage. These virtues are praised under other names in many passages of Scripture. And then it goes on, the first one of them is prudence. Now, there's a, there's a short paragraph here in the Catechism on prudence. But actually, before we get to that, I want to turn for a moment and, and look at a different source. Because, mm. again, one thing that we encountered as we were studying the virtues is that um, there's a real significance to that first virtue, prudence. And many people have heard those four virtues, prudence, mm -hmm. justice, Everybody's heard of justice in different circumstances, different uh, contexts. Mm -hmm. Courage, obviously, that's a pretty common one. Temperance, people associate that with alcohol, but it's, it's true of any, all sorts of things in our life. Mm -hmm. We're more familiar with those three. I think we're less familiar with prudence, or at least when we think of prudence, we're kind of like, well, that's sort of the boring virtue, right? It just <laughs> means don't be stupid, stupid, right? Yeah, right. You know, there doesn't seem to be much content there. There's a, a philosopher, uh, Joseph Pieper, mm -hmm. a German philosopher, a Catholic, uh, and he's drawing, he was a student of uh, Thomas Aquinas, at least, I mean, I mean, they lived in different time periods, but, you know, sure. in the sense yeah. uh, of studying his work and drawing a lot from him. And he has a great book on the cardinal virtues, which we'll be referring to a lot. But what's very interesting, he begins his study on prudence. And one thing he points out is that uh, contrary to what we might have heard or the impression we've got, that prudence is actually um, uh, the chief among the cardinal virtues. Mm -hmm. and, and he, he he makes a much stronger statement, in fact. So I'm going to read yep. that here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. This is actually a bit from his anthology. This is a chapter on prudence, but the, the paragraph reads, Highest in rank among the four cardinal virtues is prudence, a notion quite alien to us, if indeed we find any meaning in it at all. And I have not even used a precise formulation yet. Prudence, strictly speaking, does not stand on the same level as justice, courage, and temperance. She is not, as it were, the eldest or most beautiful of the four sisters. Prudence, to stay with this image, is rather the mother of the other virtues, the genetrix virtutum, the virtue bearer. In the words of St. Thomas Aquinas, this means, expressed without the image, that justice, courage, and temperance exist only because of prudence. Prudence is the precondition for all that is ethically good. Now that is a, I mean, mm -hmm. he makes a strong statement there, but it's echoed in, in Thomas, and, and he, he goes on to explain it, um, we're talking about something very significant when we talk about prudence. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about um, this this first step uh, in terms of any ethical ethically good decision. Um, and and I think as we'll as we'll dig into more, I mean, yeah. prudence, any response to to, to Christ involves mm -hmm. this this first step. When you were talking, um, when you first started talking to me about prudence a yeah. few years or months, I don't even know. Once again, that time thing. Time is, is really, all relative. I tell you, really what, frustrating. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's been five months since I've become a priest. <laughs> Has it feel like five years, five decades? Probably. I don't even know. Five yeah. lifetimes ago. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. Anyway, they, when you first started talking to me about prudence, yeah. as I started to understand it more, what I re started to realize was yeah. when I started to look at some of the frustrations in my life mm -hmm. in terms of growing in virtue and moving forward in the Christian life, what I realized was that. And this image came to me yesterday, I think it was actually finally, and trying to kind of shape in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a visual learner, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you talk about the prudence as the gateway of the mother, you know, kind of mm -hmm. the births of the other virtues in a sense. It's, um, it's like the life of virtue, of growing and actually trying to grow in the habits of virtue is like out here. And it's mm -hmm. like, it all kind of springs from prudence. Yep. Where we all tend to find ourselves is sort of out here <laughs> trying to live these virtues. Yeah but not really engaging that idea of prudence right, at the right. beginning. And so we sort of just bounce back and forth mm -hmm. because we don't really have, we don't have that bearer. 
Yeah. And another image that came to me the other day is it's like it's like trying to swing a sword that doesn't have a hilt. <laughs> you're like grabbing it by the blade, <laughs> and every time you try to swing it, hit something, you're just cutting yourself. Yeah. You know, and then like eventually you just kind of give up and throw it down. Yeah. But it's like. It's like you have to pair, anytime you're trying to grow in any virtue, you mm-hmm. have to pair it and link it up with prudence. Yeah. Because that becomes the precondition for, as it says, as he says many times, it becomes the precondition for a choice to mm-hmm. be a virtuous yeah. choice. And we're going to talk about why. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I think we mentioned you know, when we, we did a little overview of these before mm. that uh, in, in the modern mind, prudence might almost even be thought of as, as being antagonistic to the other virtues. Mm. Like, you know, someone's courageous or they decide to be prudent and stay yeah, home from battle, right. you know, or uh, different ways that that might actually come into conflict. You know, that prudence to the modern mind, sometimes they, what the person imagines is being coy or being careful or cautious mm-hmm. or maybe even sneaky. Or to, uh, that prudence is almost uh, a way of avoiding responsibility. Mm-hmm. But that's what people, someone is prudent. It means that they, they, they didn't do a dangerous or hard thing. They yeah, found a way right. around it. Um, so clearly that's not what, what, uh, scripture means by prudence. Clearly mm-hmm. that's not what, uh, Aquinas or Peeper mean. Uh, Other Greeks for that matter. Yeah. But, <laughs> so how, I mean, uh, let's put it in our own terms for a moment here, because I think sometimes it's helpful to put it in the, the vernacular as much as possible. Sure. When I think of prudence now, having looked, looked through it a bit, what prudence means to me is this habit of going through life awake and intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, to be to one mode of being imprudent is what we all often live much of the time, which is I wake up in the morning and I stumble into life, yes. you know, in a stupor, you know, and I just bounce around, you know, from from yeah. stimulus to stimuli, you know, to responsibility, you know. But I but when I finally step back, and especially when I step back to pray, mm-hmm. Lord, okay, what is my life? Where am I going? What's the next right step? It's, it's that intentionality. And it's not just doing it once. Like, again, it's involved anytime we make an intentional decision, we're engaging prudence. But to make that into a habit, that's this primary virtue that opens up the life of of, of virtue. And indeed, I think of all really human growth mm-hmm. on this level. It has to involve that. It's that first step of recognizing, um, of, of, of waking up and kind of stepping back and recognizing a situation for what it is, yeah. you know, like recognizing reality, and we're going to talk about specifically in kind of relation to reality a bit. Mm-hmm. But it, it it takes that to actually then just have to make a to to be able to make like a choice. Yeah, you know, you know, you can't make a choice of what's virtuous, which you discern by kind of looking at like what is the meaning of these other virtues and everything. Yeah. But to make that next step to swing that sword of virtue in life, you have to be able to say, okay, this is the situation that it is. You have mm-hmm. to be able to step back and actually put yourself in the ability to have both the information and the presence of mind to then make a choice. Right. Otherwise, you're just, as you said, bouncing around like a, gosh, haphazardly through life. I, yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've, how many times we just kind of have those moments where we wake up and realize how much of our day was just spent following the next kind of feeling. Right. You know, I'm anxious, so I need to, to do my work. Yeah. Right? Hungry, I'm going to have a snack. Yeah. You know, and then like, oh, anxious again, I need to do my work. Afraid of my <laughs> boss, so I need to do this. You know, or like... I want, want I'm afraid of, the, of of not uh, not pleasing this person, so I yeah. do this thing for them. You know, it's like I feel like my life is falling apart, so I better you know follow my habits. But then yeah. I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> like right. Yeah, we we follow. We're, we're led around by our passions and our feelings, yeah. rather than that moment when we say, "Wait, stop for a moment." Yeah. Okay, what's the r- next right thing? Right. What ought I do? What's God's will? Yes. And that that, that that's an important piece of prudence here is that prudence always is in, in attending to reality. Mm-hmm. A turn, there's a conversion involved in, in prudence. Absolutely. Every time you, every time, especially anytime you move from failing to be prudent to prudence, there's this conversion. Conversion means turning, right? Mm-hmm. Prudence is always a turning back to reality. What is real? God is God. I am not. I am, I am a, not. I'm a creature. But he's called me to do certain things. Right. What's real? What's happening? What's going on in my yeah. life? What's the next step? Yeah. So there's always this conversion. Yeah. And it and it, that's how prudence, why prudence so much is a gateway to the virtues. Yes. Because we can we can live life, you know, we can live a day bouncing back and forth between our passion stuff. Yeah. We may find that this the 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 prudent man and the imprudent man may do the same things uh-huh. on the same day. Externally. Externally. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can go to my church and I can I can say mass and I can go into work and yes. I can attend to all my emails and do yeah. all those things and I can be imprudent all day long. Yes. And yes. none of those things I do 
are virtuous. Right, right. They still might not they might not be bad or anything, mm -hmm. but they haven't reached the level of a virtuous action. Yeah. Because I did not actually step back away from like the passions that were just driving me forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to go to mass because people expect me to be there. You yeah. know, like right. You know, yeah. I didn't step back from that and say, I'm going to make this choice because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, because I've stepped back and, and actually asked and tried to do it because God, it's what God is asking me in the moment. Right? Yeah. You know, prudence is such thing. a crucial virtue, I think, for living out. Um, Brother Rex was on a couple episodes mm -hmm. ago. We were talking about, you know, the, the kind of the goal of the development in the prayer life, the growth in prayer is that it spills out and your whole life becomes a prayer. That as you, you mentioned earlier, as you know, as you're walking uh, throughout your day, that you remain in the presence of God. So that whatever you do, I'm doing, why am I I'm doing this for you, Lord? You know, I don't just do this because it's the next thing on my agenda and I just check it off. No, everything I'm trying to do in the presence of God for love of God and for love of neighbor. And so again, prudence is this, it's this, this switch between going through life simply according to my programming, you know, or, or how the world is, pushing me around, mm -hmm. but instead of saying, no, God's given me free will, and Lord, I, I want to do uh, the next right step uh, in you and for you. So it's this, it really is this mediating uh, spot between grace, you mm -hmm. know, and, and our faith, what we believe, what we what we, we intellectualize, what we understand, but then again, how that touches our actual decisions, our actual movements, mm -hmm. our actual activities on a day-to-day -day basis. And again, in terms of making those things virtues, again, whether those things are contributing to a greater union with Christ or a greater dis uh, disunity, a, mm -hmm. a greater integration, you know, a full flowering of our humanity, or a greater disintegration, because I'm just I'm just going through life and I'm falling apart. Mm -hmm. Prudence really is this is, is if if the cardinal virtues are hinges, mm -hmm. it's really this sort of maybe it's the pin in the in the hinge that's how it works right there's a hinge in the pin yeah, maybe it's something. the pin in there i don't know i don't know or the lock on the door <laughs> not sure if the image works i'm not good at yeah. those I, mean, just, I don't know no. i want to read a passage here uh people summing up um this this notion this connection i got my book too. you got your own this is page number no. six if you want to join us if you're following along <laughs> you get the book it's good prudence is the cause of the other virtues as being virtues at all for example, there may be a kind of instinctive governance of instinctual cravings, but only prudence transforms this instinctive governance into the virtue of temperance. Mm. Virtue is a perfected ability of man as a spiritual person, and justice, fortitude, and temperance as abilities of the whole man achieve their perfection only when they are founded upon prudence. That is to say, upon the perfected ability to make right decisions. Mm. So maybe we can make this more clear by trying to pick something. Do it. Clear. Well, I'm, I'm asking you to <laughs> oh, so pick something, right? You know, like, so we're talking about, well, well, yeah. let's maybe, well, let's, let's pick prudence yeah. and then let's pick maybe one of the other virtues or a situation sure. where there's a right choice yeah. and we can ask how, maybe we, we could go through a couple of different examples. We can go through choosing the, the, choosing between a right and a wrong example, choosing the wrong example, choosing the right example for, you know, sure. but then choosing the right thing mm -hmm. for the wrong reason and how that can be improved. So. I think I think courage gives us some easy examples of this yeah. because yeah. we were talking earlier about the Disney movie uh, Beauty and the Beast yes. and the character Gaston. Okay. Yes. So right. on on a, on a human level of temperament obviously that character exemplifies someone who is naturally courageous not in the sense of virtue hmm. but in the sense of temperament doesn't have a lot of fear he's mm -hmm. just a big tough rough guy whatever. Is he virtuous though? No because as as we'll talk about later when we, we dig deeper into courage, courage for it to be a virtue depends on prudence. Yes. You have to, you have to choose to do the right thing mm -hmm. when it's hard for it yes. to be courage. If you're just, if you're just someone who loves to fight and you go into bars and pick fights and, and you know, get into brawls with people, it doesn't make you a courageous person. Right. The person who is virtu virtuously courageous is one who, again, first in prudence, identifies what the right thing is to do. Lord, what are you calling me to do? And then they, when they turn to that thing mm -hmm. and discover that it comes with difficulty, suffering, it, it comes with some challenge, some intimidation, some fear, they push on through it. That is the virtue of courage. But it yeah. depends first on, on prudence. To use Gaston again, of do course, it. right? Do we it. can do this. Yes. So <laughs> as he is, you know, the illustrious Gaston is known to have quoted, when I was young, I ate four dozen eggs every day so as to get large, <laughs> right, right, I mean, exactly, so so we can look at that as a choice, right, we can look at that, you know, every day, four dozen eggs, it, we'll take out the number of four dozen, because that's probably, that's a, lot of eggs. that's a lot of eggs, right, so, but, I mean, we can use it as, like, eating healthy, yes, right, you know, sure, so, sure, sure. we have in there both, we have both the kind of the choice that's made, and, yeah. and it's a habituated choice, yeah. but we also have the reason, 
We yeah. have the intention behind it. And it's basically this desire for power. Yeah. You know, it's kind of this desire to be able to, you know, whatever that may it's flow into. We've, we've seen yes. how, we've seen how, how it kind of led his life, led, right? Yeah. You know, we kind of turned it turned out in his life. That same choice though, you know, of eating healthy and mm. whatever it is, we'll say, we'll say three eggs. How about say three eggs, you know, and we can debate about whether eggs are healthy. I know we both think eggs are very healthy, but that's, you know, <laughs> eggs, that's, we're going to, eggs are very healthy. Continue. <laughs> but if we'll say three eggs, you know, this example, sure. you know, that same choice can be very different yeah. for a different person. Yeah. And we can see how that choice can lead them to, in a sense, become the same, you know, quote unquote, physical specimen as Gaston. <laughs> A vastly different temperament, right, right of a person, right. and, you know, and yeah. a vastly different character, mm-hmm. you know, because the prudence is what makes that choice and that habituated action yeah. a virtue, yeah. you know, rather than for him, which basically just became a means to sort of his own self-aggrandizement. Again, I, I love how like, prudence is kind of like this mediator, this this portal between, uh, on the one hand, we... we we consciously engage our life in Christ. We want to give our life to, to Jesus. We want to serve him in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. But then prudence is that that actual application yes. of each little thing. Okay, This decision, Lord, I want this to be yours. What I, what I eat, what I wear, how I schedule my time, how I structure my day, I want them to all be yours. And prudence is that decision-making process. And not just an individual decision, but that habit mm-hmm. of remaining awake and alert so that not just the things that I plan out, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but, but those things that come at me unexpectedly, I'm able to remain prudent and say, you know, okay, what is the right thing in this unexpected situation? Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, you know, who was saying how, you know, before when they were in college and everything, they used to work out all the time. It was always a means towards something else. Right. It was always like a mean towards, they wanted to be able to kind of, uh, girls girls or just to look better but even like later on it became better in a sense because they were they were doing it as a means towards be like kind of performing better at these random things in their life right but whenever their passion for those things died they're kind of working out that too right Yeah, their motivation died. their motivation died too because it was still being kind of led along by that passion of that right. that sort of thing right eventually now that what they've gotten to the point is they're they've been working a lot of self-care you yeah. know and what they found is how much it means when they work out, how how good that is for them, for their mental health and everything. Mm-hmm. And so then they're working out consistently because in trying to get kind of right with God and live a better life, they're realizing how important it is to to actually care for oneself. Yeah. Um, and so they've they've kind of reoriented their priorities in that sense. Yeah. And they've started making working out in the gym a prudent choice part yeah. of their their holistic care for their being in respect to the gift that is from god right. and recognizing that's important for a, a, a life rightly lived you know uh, so, I, I totally identify with that because yeah. I, I i too you know before i was talking about but, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding before well no before yeah. getting married before you know in college yeah i had i met many selfish egocentric reasons for working out and for trying mm-hmm. to be healthy mm-hmm. and then sort of and the, the motivation would come and go as mm-hmm. i you know as the motivation was there. Yeah. Now that I'm married, I'm recognizing that I can't be the father. I can't make. I can't do the things I need to do tomorrow if I don't make the difficult for me very difficult sacrificial choice of going to bed today. Mm. Like I'd rather stay up late. I'd rather mm. stay up and eat Cheetos or order chicken wings. I mean, that's just like <laughs> what I love to do. But but I can't do that because that directly impairs my ability to to tomorrow to be prudent mm-hmm. and just and courageous and temperate. Um, and, and so too with, you know, with, with, you know, exercising, things like that. Now the, the reason for doing those or not doing them or doing them this way versus that way is how does this contribute to what God has put me on this earth to do? Mm. I'm called to be a husband and father. You're called to be uh, a priest, yeah. which means, you know, you, you got to be healthy. You got to get, you got to rush it around. You have to administer the sacraments, all the things you got to do that your body is involved with that. You know, you have to. Again, the body isn't the point, but God gave it to us. And we have to be a steward of it. Mm-hmm. And again, the prudence is this mediator, mediator whereby we look at these aspects of our lives and say, okay, what's the right ordered thing to do here? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's not even just looking at the, it's not even just, it's not even like a lens actually. It's yeah. actually, it's like the way that we the, step back and look yeah. at those because yeah. that's oftentimes the thing that we fail to do Right, is the step back and the looking, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, we often just kind of jump into it, and we're ready to use any motivation that we can to get ourselves to do what we think is the right, like what we kind of hope is is a good thing for us, you know. And right. uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. It's like it's 
man, I preached on this a bunch the last yeah. few weeks, but it's like fear as this fickle motivator that we uh, love to use in our lives right. to try to get us to do things that we think we need to do right. to be holy, right? Yeah. The thing with fear, though, it just comes and goes, and it's almost never healthy for yeah. us. Yeah, it's always never healthy for us and everything. And you, right. you mentioned earlier the idea of like staying up late hmm. and the Cheetos and the, and the things like <laughs> you can use fear to try to motivate yourself to not do that by reminding yourself, Oh, you're just going to feel awful tomorrow, all these things. And, and you can kind of become anxious and afraid and use right, that. Right. That only lasts for so long. But that long. only lasts for so long before. So one of the days you say, oh, to heck with it. Yeah. And you say, and then you eat Cheetos and, and, and wings and everything. And, and then you get into a slump and just do yeah. that for a while until eventually you're like, no, I need to do it. And you're like, you know, and you kind of get back in this passionate mode. Right. And, and then it comes and goes again. You know? oh, yeah, and there's there's so that much is, there. There's so yeah. much there that we'll explore because like, the dynamic of of prudence and passion, I think, is, is a really important one. But again, in that in that scenario, the the wrong question is, or the the wrong approach is to try to, you know, freak myself out with fear or, mm-hmm. or desire or different passions. It's to say, no, no, no. It's, it's it's one simple thing. It's that it's the two ways. We mentioned that a little bit last last time, or was that earlier this episode? I can't remember. The point is, throughout Scripture, there's two ways. Either in this moment, I'm going to I'm going to try to do God's will, hmm. or I'm going to do something else, you know. And so when it's again about going to sleep, it's like Lord, not whether it, not how I'm going to feel or what the effects are going to be, or because I I I want to be healthy or whatever. No, no, Lord, what is the right thing? What what is your will? Mm-hmm. What 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 uh, contributes and acts in accord with your purposes, your guidance, your love? That's the right thing. Yeah, I want to do that because thing. it's your will. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, do His will because it's His will. And in His will, we—that's where we find our greatest happiness. Like that, mm-hmm. we'll find beatitude in that, not through pursuing it on our mm-hmm. own apart from Him. Because so, that's what joy is. Yeah, that yeah. we talked about was that last episode. Uh, <laughs> I it, guess no, okay, right, just right blend up. together. Time, man. I, I wanted time, to again go, take us back to the catechism just for a moment because I think it's nice for us to have the catechism. It's available on the internet. You can get a copy mm-hmm. of it, but it gives us a nice map that we can all kind of keep referring back to in terms of the study. But this is paragraph 1806. It's in that section on the virtues. Uh, and it says, Prudence is the virtue that disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. The prudent man looks where he is going. Hmm. Um, I, there's so much good here, but I don't, I don't want to go too fast. So this first bit, okay. uh, discernment and choice, hmm. you know, is, is this aspect of prudence. It's about discerning. I love that uh, th- that bit from uh, Proverbs is what was quoted there. The prudent man looks where he is going. Mm-hmm. There's this aspect of prudence of, of again stepping back and actually looking ahead, you know, looking at what, what's what's going on in my life, what's coming down the pipe, what's what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, to try to make a right decision in accord with that reality. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's important because a lot of times the the goodness of the next step that we need to take. Yeah. Whether whatever, whatever is the right next right step, is sometimes can be determined um, by what what is down the road a little bit. In the sense of something we need to ask is a lot of times is where is yeah. this choice leading me to? Yeah, you know. And I, I think I see that sometimes when I help with when I when I work with men, you know, who are struggling with like pornography mm-hmm. and things like that. It's a lot of times what they find if they they kind of reflect back on their actions. Yeah. A lot of times, what they find is it. It often it often is one little one little tiny, almost insignificant choice in any any given time where they fall mm-hmm. into you know any you know a variety of kind of names for sexual sins and things. Yeah, it is almost always like an insignificant little choice that began them on this road. Yeah, that snowballed. Right, because there was just once you kind of start on that, then there's there's no intentionality. It's mm-hmm. very and even if there is, it's very difficult to stop. Yeah. And so a lot of times it needs to be like, okay, I'm feeling this, you know, like if, if you step back though in this moment and say, I'm feeling kind of like this, I'm feeling bored, I'm feeling mm-hmm. hungry, I'm feeling tired, everything. Yeah. If I pull up my phone and just go to the internet and just start scrolling around, what's that going to lead to? Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes it just takes a stepping back and actually saying, what will this choice lead me to, right? And so, it elevates that choice too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one thing I love about prudence is, is it does help us recognize that it's, Sometimes we focus on the big choices, the big goods that we think we can do, or the big evils that we're trying to avoid, mm-hmm. rather than you know, all the, sm- the the small decisions. In some sense, there's not there's no big and small decisions. There's just am is this next right step? Am I trying to act in, in accord with God's will or not? Because the first step of well, I don't feel like being on right now. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I, I'm going to go just scroll mm-hmm. around the internet. 
it can seem like an insignificant choice because it's not mm-hmm. a, a horrible bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's not prudent, mm-hmm. then it's this step down this road of imprudence, this yeah. step back towards just being led around by my passion. We like to look back at the, the moment before we made the big step, right? Right. And we think like, oh, I didn't white knuckle it enough. Yeah. You know, in that moment, that was where I kind of made it, you know, I made the choice because yeah. I didn't I didn't fight hard enough against in that moment. But right. it's like, no, like the, yeah. the the best choice would have been just stopping it right, you know, from the beginning, you know, yeah. stopping it at the root. And I think it was Francis de Sales when he talks mm-hmm. about that imitation of the, imitation of, uh, or uh, um, introduction to the devout life. Sure. I think he talked about that where, you know, if we've, if we've gotten to the point, if we've taken a few steps down that road and we've gotten to the point where we're fighting with the devil, yeah, we've pretty much already lost. Right. It's, it's always, always, it's almost always starting at that root, you know, yeah. that, that root moment where we sort of, we, we started down that path of yeah. temptation. We shouldn't feel like we're being less, less virtuous because we're not white knuckling it against the devil. You it's know? such an interesting dynamic. Again, you talked about it last time, but how some, sometimes our, our greatest trip up in the spiritual life is, is not simply contenting ourselves to take, to make the very small steps God mm. puts in front of us. Yeah. You know, I get up in the morning. I love the concept of a heroic minute, you know, mm. that the first thing I do in the morning is to actually get out of your bed. <laughs> like when your alarm goes off, get out. And that can seem like an insignificant thing. That mm-hmm. can make or break your day mm-hmm. because either your first decision of the day is to quit, you know, to, 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 to turn the alarm off and go mm-hmm. back to sleep or it's to get up. But then to count, to, to make it a full heroic in, in Ignatius's sense, is it Ignatius or is that Escriba? Escriba. Escriba. You'll say Marie Escriba. To make it a heroic minute, it's just it's the decision to get out of bed, but also to place yourself in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That is a small thing in one sense. It doesn't seem like that's a huge deal. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a small motion of the body. It's a small motion of the spirit. But that's what the spiritual life consists of: is those small yeses to God. Those are what compound. Those are what grow into virtues. And as yeah. you said, if we, we, we tend to make a lot of unintentional, unconscious, imprudent, small, bad choices, small choices yeah. that lead us up to this moment of then when we're, it, it's hopeless for us to be able to keep yeah. out of sin. I mean, you can, we can kind of, we can in a sense kind of put it in, put the macro in a, in a micro example. Yeah. And so when we talk about getting up, right? Yeah. If, if, if you're a person who has to get up for work, right, and mm-hmm. has to be into work at 8, yeah. you know, you get up, you wake up maybe at 6.30 or whatever. Yeah. Then a lot of times what a lot of us will find, yeah. I've found this many times in my own life, hopefully not as much recently, I've n- definitely not as much recently, but a lot of times what you find is, you know, you'll lay there in bed and maybe like look at your phone or something, and w- what you're thinking is, I need to get up and get ready for work. You're yep. thinking of the big choice right there at the end. Yes. And you're constantly trying to to fight and to make that, but you're like failing and failing and yeah. failing until what finally happens is fear and anxiety uh, kick not into love place. Of God. Not love of not God. Not obedience. Not obedience or anything, but yeah. fear and anxiety kick in. You're like, oh no, I got to get up and throw my pants on, yeah. or jump in the shower, throw my pants on, right, and then run into work. Right. Rather than what we needed to do at the beginning, it wasn't. To convince ourselves to get up and get ready for work. Yeah. It was just to convince ourselves just to get out of bed. Yeah. Right? To yeah. get up and do that minute. Because that's the first choice, right? In that yeah. moment. Yeah. Now, we would put that on a macro level. That's exactly what happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the next step. We yeah. don't need to, um, gosh, C.S. Lewis talks about this. Screw tape letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The devil wants to fill our mind. He, he wants us to think that what it means to bear crosses in our life well mm. is to think of all the possible evils that could possibly happen in the future yeah. and to try to bear them in the moment. Live in the future, yeah, to right? bear them all in the moment. Yeah. Instead of just recognizing that the only cross I need to bear right now is just the little one in front of me. And, right? and again, as Christ says, yeah. my, 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 uh, my, what does he say? My cross is easy. No, my burden is easy. My burden is easy. My yoke is My light. yoke is easy. My burden is light. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Yeah. It's just com- a combination of the yes, something yes, or yes. I didn't get out of sleep last night. I didn't go to bed early enough. Yeah, me neither. It's, it's often very light. That's the case in, in, in most moments in our life, you know, that the decision, the next step is actually a very small one. Um, and there are big, difficult things in our life that we encounter. But we'll be ready with them, ready for them to the degree that we made those prudent steps along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, each one of those transforms an otherwise, you know, um, amoral, just little activity, the little bit of human breathing and living on this earth. Mm-hmm. It transforms that into 
an act of love and obedience to God. Mm-hmm. Lord, I, I could lay in bed longer. I still have time. I'm going to get up because it's the right time to get up. Yeah. I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to go do my, my, my prayer I, I know I should do. I'm going to, it's, it's that cascade. It begins with those small little decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my goodness. There's just so much good to talk about with, with prudence and the other virtues. We're going to talk a lot more about prudence. Mm-hmm. But I guess... Um, the key you know, takeaway, right, we're trying to get to here is that, is yeah. that it, it's the gateway. I mean, that, that's yeah. a sense. So like, uh, when we study all the other virtues yeah. and everything, they, they, in a sense, are the, the trajectory, the way that we look at, 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 at kind of how we make that, what is the right decision in any situation. Yeah. Prudence is that first step yeah. of that opens the door to actually then be able to make those decisions, you yeah. know, and, and, and to... It is the right. It has the right response involved yeah. in it too. But we've kind of seen how, you know, to to have that whole process of getting up for work and, and getting there and everything. You know, each of those things along the way it involves that prudence yeah. of stepping back and saying, all right, what's the right thing, right? Yeah. You know, so. Well, yeah. I'm gonna make the prudent choice and not read the rest of the paragraph from the catechism because we only read two sentences and that was just more than enough Ooh. for us to talk about. Okay. Because as as we said earlier, you know, we're gonna spend some time talking more through the. Parts of, of prudence, you know, there are some aspects, some perfections that, that really flesh it out. We'll apply it to more different situations. We'll see how it connects with other aspects of the spiritual life. And again, um, our, our life and all of our decisions, all of our days, and th- this whole study, this show, it begins in God's grace. It begins with, with availing ourselves of God's grace and then taking the next right step and then, you know, encountering God on the other mm-hmm. side of that step. Yeah. giving us more grace yeah. and so but that middle step the, the the degree to which we turn and face reality and make that next right step that prudence is always involved there and so it's this key virtue for beginning to open up to give ourselves footholds handholds uh in 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 our life to 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 climb higher this mountain mm-hmm. yeah Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us for this episode of Deep in Christ. We hope you've enjoyed it. And again, as we've said before, uh, this is a production of the Coming Home Network. We're a network of people who've embraced uh, the, the Catholic Church from a variety of different backgrounds and circumstances, states of life. If that's you, if you're someone who has become Catholic or is exploring the Catholic Church, we'd love to walk that journey with you. And so check us out at chnetwork.org. And of course, you know, follow this channel. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, subscribe and like and all that stuff. And Find yourself, find uh, us in your favorite podcast platform or wherever you get your content. Hmm. And so we hope you'll continue to walk along with us on this study. We're going to go much deeper into prudence, the other virtues, and other aspects of the spiritual life. So thank you. God bless. We'll see you next week.